From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Hello, everyone. This is Ali Sieratan filling in for Richard Serrett. He is away in Greece. If you'd like to have a look into the world that connects UFOs, angels, and gods, be sure to check out the website, my website, thinkagainproductions.com. How is it that um, the birth of civilization, the polytheistic pantheon of the gods, the angels of the Bible, the chariots and UFOs, how all of this connects together to form a single story that takes us from the cradle of civilization to the second coming of Christ. How does it all come together? Be sure to sign up for our series called Revelations from Revelation. In your mailbox, you'll be receiving an audio file that covers a chapter of the book of Revelation, and this will take you throughout the entire Bible. It's an absolute blessing, so make sure you go to the website thinkagainproductions.com and you sign up for the newsletter to get all of this information and check out the documentary while you're there. It's free. Tonight's show, we have an amazing show for you. Could it be possible that in an ancient sacred document, a pattern has been left that gives us a revelation for the days in which we live today, for the 20 and 21st century. Is it possible that an ancient message has been encoded for us? Well, tonight's guest, who is someone that is now very well known, has in fact, such a message for us. Jonathan Kahn caused a worldwide stir with the release of his explosive first book, The Harbinger, which became an instant New York Times bestseller and brought him to national and international prominence. His next three books were also New York Times bestsellers, The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, The Oracle, and now The Harbinger II, The Return. He was named, along with Billy Graham and Keith Green, one of the top 40 spiritual leaders of the last 40 years to have radically impacted the world. Called the prophetic voice of this generation, he has spoken on Capitol Hill at the United Nations and to millions of people around the world. He's known for opening the deep mysteries of scripture and bringing forth messages of prophetic import. He leads Hope of the World Ministry, an international outreach of teaching, evangelism, and compassion projects for the world's most needy. And the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, a worship center made up of Jews and Gentiles, people of all backgrounds, just outside New York City in Wayne, New Jersey. And here he is here tonight to unravel this ancient mystery for us and to take us forward into his new book, Harbinger 2. Welcome to The Conspiracy Show, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Great to be with you, Ali. Always great to be on the show with Richard and great to be back with you. It was a blessing to have you here. So many of the people who listen to The Conspiracy Show are familiar with your work. However, there's also other people who are listening tonight who may be hearing for the first time so could we start by laying the foundation 
of your thinking. For those who've never read your first book, The Harbinger, which was published in 2011, give us a nutshell version or even more than a nutshell version. Really lay the foundation of your thinking for us as it was laid out in The Harbinger. The Harbinger is, you know, the, the title is The Ancient Mystery That Holds the Secret of America's Future. And it is a biblical mystery, a, a biblical template that is replaying in our day. And the ultimate thing is in the last days of ancient Israel, before its destruction, there were signs or prophetic warnings, harbingers, that appeared in the land. And the amazing thing, the stunning thing, is those same harbingers, nine specific harbingers that appeared in the last days of Israel, have now appeared on American soil. Some have appeared in New York City. Some have appeared in Washington, D.C. Some took the form of objects. Some involved ceremonies or rituals. Some involved American leaders. Even the president, more than one president, has been involved in this mystery. And it's stunning because it has everything to do with what has happened, where we have been, where we are, and where we are heading. These are the warnings. And to give you an example of that, Israel, ancient Israel, is a nation that knew God and was found, I mean, initially was founded on the premise, on the, on the foundation of God, but turned away from him and drove him out of its life, started calling evil good and good evil, started lifting up their children as sacrifices, promoted sexual immorality, started persecuting the people of God. And so a warning came, and the warning came in the form of a strike on the land. And this is a biblical template. It happens more than once that before a nation's judgment, comes this warning strike where an enemy invades a land, it is temporary, it is limited, it's contained, then it's over, but it's a shaking. It's to call the nation back. It's actually to avert the full destruction that would be coming if they didn't turn back to God. Well, it happened in ancient Israel in the year 732 BC when the Assyrians invaded the land. And the prophet Isaiah gives a prophecy, and he says the people, after this, this warning strike, the people have said, they said, the bricks have fallen in this attack, but we will rebuild with quarried stone. We're going to come back stronger. And then it says the sycamore trees have been struck down, but we will plant cedar, stronger tree, or in Hebrew it says the eras tree, strong tree, in its place. In other words, we're going to come back. We're not going to repent. We're not going to come back to God. But we're going to come back stronger. We're going to build back better. We're going to come back greater than before. And what Isaiah is saying, or what the Lord is saying through Isaiah, is they are sealing their judgment. This is the chance they've had to come back to God. And so from that, the nine harbingers appear. They're based on that scripture, which, by the way, is Isaiah 9.10. Now you have America. You have Israel was founded on the Word of God. And you have another nation or civilization founded on the Word of God and was dedicated to God. And America became the most blessed nation on earth. But the thing is, just as ancient Israel turned away from God, America has been turning now racing away from God. By the way, people don't realize this. America was founded after the pattern of ancient Israel. The Puritans founded this nation to be another Israel. So the blessings kicked in, but also the warning is that if we turn away from God, the judgments that came on Israel will come upon us. So the thing is, we have also turned away. We've also driven God out of our culture. We've also offered up our children, not 
thousands, but millions of unborn children. We also have called evil good, good evil. We promoted immorality. We're beginning to censor the Word of God. So we've been racing away. And so the same ancient mystery kicks in. And with America, that first strike, that warning strike that comes years before the nation's full judgment or destruction, that came on September 11th. 2001, when a strike came on the land, and just like with Israel, it was limited, it was contained, it was a shaking, it was a call back, and it looked for a moment like America was coming back to God. People flocked to churches, but what happened is we started doing exactly what Israel did, and the thing is, this ancient scripture, Isaiah 9 10, and the nine harbingers started manifesting with 9 11, every single one of them, and not general. Ali, but specifically, they started manifesting where every single one of them, that is the foundation of the Harbinger. I want to look into that, because why would it be, of all the things that have befallen the American Republic, why would it be that this would be the beginning of signs and warnings, this event of 9-11? So I, I do want you to tell us, what are these specific clues that need to capture our, our attention that tell us yeah. there's something more going on than just hostilities between some extremists and the United States, that God's hand is involved in this event and there's a mystery behind it. Can you open that up for us? What are these indicators yeah. that point in that direction? Yeah, and one thing, Ali, that, that, you know, is that it's never been right since. I mean, it's, we've been on this trajectory. 9-11 was a key point in this, and it's a biblical point. So, yeah, there are nine. I'll just mention a few of them. In that verse, you can unlock them from that verse, Isaiah 9-10. First, it says the bricks have fallen, and then we will, it says we will rebuild with quarried stone. Well, the first, one of the signs of this was basically the sign of falling bricks or falling buildings. That's what happened. That's what it's talking about, falling buildings. Well, of course, you have the falling buildings of 9-11. But then it says the people said, we will rebuild with quarried stone. Well, in Hebrew, the word is gazit stone, and that refers to a, a gigantic, massive, rectangular block of stone. So they went to the quarries, and they said, we're rebuilding stronger, not, not the bricks anymore. And they laid them down where the bricks had fallen. Well, with America, 9-11 happened. And then what happened was, after 9-11, a gazit stone, biblical gazit stone, a massive rectangular bucket stone, appears in the sky over 9-11, is lowered down to the pavement, and this is, a, again, a biblical gazit stone, and with that, America begins vowing that we're going to come back stronger, better, bigger without God. And actually, the governor of New York, he vows over the stone. They have a ceremony over the stone at Ground Zero and vows that we're doing this in the spirit of defiance. This is exactly what ancient Israel did. So this begins the building of a tower. And actually, in the Septuagint, which is the ancient Greek translation of the Hebrew Scriptures, when it gets to Isaiah 9.10, it says, the bricks have fallen, but come let us build for ourselves a tower. So a tower literally starts rising at ground zero. It's a sign of defiance. They're gonna, we're coming back bigger, stronger, higher, taller. That's what that tower is. But then it says, the sycamores have been struck down. Now, it wouldn't seem likely that there'll be a sycamore in you know, New York City. You don't picture that. But the amazing thing is, in the last moments of 9-11, a beam from the falling tower, the North Tower, sends out a beam. The beam strikes an object. It's a, at ground zero. It's a tree. The tree is a sycamore. 
The sycamore is struck down. This is a biblical sign of national judgment. Struck down at ground zero. And of course, the terrorists had no idea. They didn't know there was a sycamore there. It strikes down the sycamore, and they actually call it the sick. They make it a symbol. They call it the sycamore of ground zero, having no idea biblically what this means. Then it goes on. It says the sycamore has fallen, but we will plant cedar, a cedar in their place. Well, the Hebrew word is eres tree. It can be a cedar, but also means a member of the Panacea family can be a, you know, there's a certain kind of tree, a conifer tree in the Hebrew. So the amazing thing, it says, so they took this other tree, strong tree, they planted it where the sycamore fell. And so after 9-11, a tree appears in the sky over ground zero. It's being lowered into the same ground where the sycamore fell. And it is a biblical Erez tree. They have no idea what they're doing, but they're replaying this ancient mystery. They plant it in the same thing. They plant the Eris tree where the sycamore fell. They have a ceremony around it. They call it the tree of hope. It's a symbol. We're coming back. We're coming back. But they have no idea they're performing this ancient ritual. Now, Ali, on top of all that, on the day, well, the day after 9-11, America makes its response to this. It gives its response to 9-11. They gather in the Capitol, on Capitol Hill, and the leader of the Congress, the Senate Majority Leader, Tom Daschle, gets up, and he's the one to present the response to America and the world. And as he gets to the end of his speech, the pinnacle of his speech, he says, there is a word from Isaiah that speaks to us now, and then out of his mouth comes the ancient vow of judgment pronounced by the leaders of ancient Israel on their nation in its last days. He pronounces it on America. He has no idea what he's doing. He thinks it's a positive thing. He's pronouncing judgment. He says the bricks have fallen. We will be this the whole thing. He's identifying America as the nation under judgment. And he's identifying 9-11 as the beginning of the biblical mystery. Now he has no idea about the harbingers. Yet he speaks about the sycamore that will be struck down and he has no idea that it's just being found that day. There is a sycamore. He speaks of the Gazette stone that will, and well, it's going to happen two years later. It's going to appear in the sky. He speaks about the Eris tree. He speaks of all, he has no idea it's going to happen. And then at the end of his speech, he says, after he says Isaiah 9:10, he pronounces it. He says, that is what we will do. In other words, America is going to follow the ancient judgment mystery of ancient Israel and that's exactly what has happened since then. And by the way, Ali, he wasn't the only one. Part of the mystery, John Edwards, on the anniversary of 9-11, he's a senator running for vice president, on the anniversary of 9-11, three years later, he says, I'm going to do a speech, and the whole speech is going to be based on one verse from the Bible. And the entire speech was based on Isaiah 9-10. He has no idea what he's doing. This thing comes up again and again and again. And so this is where it all began. But every single one, I just gave a little taste of it, and this is in the first book, The Harbinger, but every single Harbinger has appeared. And the mystery, Ali, has not stopped. And we're going to get into Harbinger too, and we have two hours with each other. We're going to really open this up so that if I understand this correctly, so you're saying that the verse from Isaiah chapter 9 verse 10 holds in it the key to understanding this connection that seems to be coming naturally. No one is, you know, it's not contrived. No, there's no one's trying to make this happen, but just the way the events are unfolding and even what the leaders are proclaiming points to these words of Isaiah coming to life. The bricks have fallen, but we will build with dressed stones. 
the sycamores have been cut down, but we will put cedars in their place, or Erez, as you're mentioning the Hebrew. So if I understand this correctly, you're saying that in ancient times, God sent the Assyrians as an instrument of judgment against the northern kingdom of Israel. And as the protective hedge fell and the Assyrians had their first strike, this was a warning. And instead of having a contrite spirit and seeking strength in God, the northern kingdom went on kind of pride and self-righteousness and claimed this word of Isaiah as the revealing of what was really in their hearts and minds, that they would build stronger, that they would make it better so that next time when the Syrians came, they could withstand. But on the contrary, by taking this approach of not having humility, they were essentially proclaiming judgment over themselves and going deeper in trouble. And you're saying that the same markers of judgment that befell ancient Israel appeared in the context of the events of 9-11. That's very interesting, fascinating. Now, you mentioned towers. I can't help but to think that Manhattan is a city of towers. Is there a mystery that connects all of this to this whole idea of falling towers? Yeah, well, one of the signs of, I mean, it's, it's there in Isaiah 9-10 when it says the bricks are falling, it's talking about falling buildings, falling towers. One of the signs of national judgment that I actually get into in the Harbinger too is that of the fall of towers. It says, you know, the judgment comes against every high thing, and specifically it says against all the high towers. This is a classic biblical sign of judgment. And Manhattan, as you said, is the place of the towers. It's, it's the place of more than that. There's a several biblical convergences that point out that if we had known this before, if we'd known the biblical template, we could say, yes, it's going to be New York City, it's going to happen in this way. But yeah, the towers represent the pride of man. The World Trade Center represented America in its glory, you know, supposedly. You know, this was the American civilization. So the casting down of the towers is a warning of the coming casting down of the nation. If it doesn't turn back, it will crumble like that tower. Absolutely amazing. And the towers, you know, when, when I think of the first sign of pride in the stories of the Bible, I'm reminded of Nimrod, who gathered yeah. the nations after the flood to build a tower, it seemed, that reached all the way into the heavens and rallied the world. So, so that really became the sign of, of pride, and it didn't go well then, and you're saying that that has carried all the way into the American century, that even America's towers can fall as a sign of something that is rising, a pride that is rising against God that needs to be humbled. We need to take a small break. So hold on, don't go anywhere. When we come back, I wanna dig deeper into Harbinger 2 and look at the other mysteries that you've really opened up in the second book. You've taken us so much deeper in the understanding of why is it that the events of 9-11 were in fact a harbinger from the Lord God. So don't go anywhere, we'll be back in a few minutes. The truth is not out there, it's right here. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, this is Ali Sierratan filling in for Richard Serrett. We're here with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn as he's revealing to us the mystery of the Harbinger. We're about to launch into his new book, Harbinger 2, 
where he digs deeper and continues these shakings, these warnings that are coming from God to the United States, the most powerful nation on earth. It seems that these warnings are continuing. So Rabbi Khan, in your new book, Harbinger 2, what does the Harbinger 2 reveal? When I wrote The Harbinger, I knew the mystery wasn't finished. It was beginning. Even the template is that was the beginning of the unfolding of a nation's judgment, but in no way was it finished. So the question is, have there been more harbingers, number one? Has it continued? Has the unfolding, the judgment drama, has it continued with America? Is it affecting the entire world? Is there more to the mystery? There are things that, when I wrote The Harbinger, I first of all, I did not put in there because there was so much. So the first part is called the unrevealed, and that is the things that began with 9-11 that are affecting us to this day, that I did not put in there, and things that actually came to me after I wrote The Harbinger as well. The second part is called The Manifestations, and that is what actually has happened since then, since 9-11, and since I wrote The Harbinger, because that came out, as you said, later of 2011 and 12. It has continued. Have the harbingers continued? Well, they have. There have been more harbingers that have come out that are warning, that are ominous, that are powerful. So that's the second one. The third part is called the coming, and that is what is happening now. The shakings that have come upon us, everything from COVID to the, really the breakdown of America, the disorder, all the things that are happening, the plague that's still on us, all these shakings that have changed our lives. Could it be part of the mystery? I want to tell you how the Harbinger 2 came about. When I knew that one day I was going to come to write the Harbinger 2, but I knew I couldn't just do it until the time was right. It had to be. And so in 2019, I'm praying, you know, at the end of the year, I'm praying, okay, Lord, what's the next book? And I got it strongly that it's the Harbinger 2, and then I got strongly also that 2020 was going to be a year and more than a year of great shakings. And I spoke about this publicly. It was going to be great shakings. And it was going to be the continuation, the resuming of the harbinger template, the mystery. It's going to come upon America, come upon the world. So I had to begin writing the harbinger too to warn God's people, those who listen, and anyone who will listen, first of all, to reveal what's really happening, what's behind it, where is it leading, and how to be ready and prepared for the future to prevail in it. So I started working on the Harbinger 2 at the very start of 2020, January. And then two months later, the time of March coming, the shakings began. The shakings began. So this is everything from what was that I could not reveal to what has been since and the continuation and where we are now and where we're heading. Wow, incredible. Can you tell us, about the mystery of the gate. What is the mystery of the gate? That is something that you cover in Harbinger 2. Yeah, you kind of began that when you spoke about the towers and the biblical signs. Well, one of the signs of a nation's judgment is that when judgment begins, it begins at the gate. The gate was the sign that represented the nation, represented the power, represented all those things. When the enemy appears, appears at the gate. The enemy is at the gate. In the Bible, it speaks about judgment. The enemy will besiege you at your gate. So the biblical principle is that judgment begins at the gate. But here's the question. Does America have a gate? Well, it's not a walled city, but it does. The gate of America was is, has always been, New York City. Judgment must begin there, New York City. 
And one of the signs of judgment is the enemy appears at the gate. So the enemy appears at the gate of America, New York City. You spoke about, it had to be that way. It had to be. And you spoke about, before about, you asked about the towers, and we began speaking about that, how a part of the judgment, the fall of towers of a nation's judgment. Well, not only that, Ali, but the ancient gate was such that there were towers linked to the gate. There was a tower on one side of the gate, a tower on the other side of the gate, and the watchman would be there. And the towers would be identical. The towers would be twin towers. So what do you have? Not only do you have the enemy appearing at the gate of America, but you have the enemy specifically, just as in ancient times, striking the twin towers at the gate. And not only that, but it wasn't just that the enemy attacked New York City, the gate of America. But notice where 9-11 took place. It took place in that corridor between you have the Statue of Liberty on one side of the river and you have the World Trade Center. The planes that struck New York City each crossed literally the gateway of the gateway. The World Trade Center was not just New York City. It was at literally at the gateway on the other side of the Statue of Liberty. Each one happened. So when you see that happening, it is a sign of biblical judgment to that nation. And it's not the end. It's the beginning. Because when the enemy appears at the gate, it's the first. It's the first sign of coming judgment. Right. It's the breach. I think yeah. you mentioned the month of Tammuz and the breach of the walls of Jerusalem when the Babylonians were coming was only the beginning of judgment that ultimately culminated in the destruction of the city and the temple and the exile of the Judeans uh, to Babylon. So this is kind of comparable to that. The breach has now occurred on 9-11. Yes. I see. Absolutely. Very it's almost like with 9-11, it's not just one, it's like all these biblical signs converge. It's not one thing. It's like everything. I mean, there's so much and everything from the harbingers to the gate, to the tower, to the breach, as you said, every single one. It's amazing. I mean, there's too much to cover. How can people get hold of your book and read it? Because people really have to see this for themselves to believe it. It's incredible how you've woven all of this together. Yeah, thanks. I mean, the Harbinger is also available everywhere, but the Harbinger 2 is available everywhere, from Amazon to Barnes & Noble, but you can go online right now, you'll see it, it's everywhere. And so you can get that. I would urge you not only to get it for yourself to know what's happening, what's coming, but also get it to those in your life who need to know. A lot of people buy for other people as well, so it's really everywhere. You know, one thing that amazes me looking back at the events of that day is the Pentagon, because there was this myth about the Pentagon that even a bird could not fly over that building without being yeah. shot down. So did this, the Pentagon have to do with, with the ancient mystery of the Bible that you're explaining? Yeah. Well, one thing, Ali, notice what the Pentagon is. One of the things is, you know, we said that the wall, we said the tower and the trilogy, the third part of that. I mean, as far as the gate and the tower, but the third part is the wall. It wasn't just that the enemy went to the gate to struck the tower, but breached the wall, as you said. Well, America doesn't have walls like that, but America does have a wall, and the wall is represented by the Pentagon. The Pentagon is the defense of America. It is the wall of America. And not only is it like that, but it's actually set up like a wall. It's set up like a fortress. It is modeled after a fortress with five concentric walls. So the breaching of the wall, as you alluded to, is the beginning of the sign. Well, the Pentagon specifically is the wall and specifically was breached. So it wasn't just New York City, it was that. But there's something else, because one of the principles of judgment is that when a nation's being judged, the nation's powers are 
broken. Its foundations are exposed. And so you notice what happens. One of the powers of America is the Pentagon representing the military power of America. And so it was struck. So you got that. It struck there. But when was the Pentagon begun? Well, it was built in 1941. 1941 is the same year that America began its rise to military superpower. It entered World War II, came out as a superpower of the world, military superpower. That same year, America builds this new symbol and center of its military power, the Pentagon. When did it begin? It began when they gathered on the Potomac River and they laid the ground and they started building the Pentagon. When was it? The Pentagon was begun, was born on September 11th. Incredible. So it was struck on the day of its birth. The Lord says, I will uncover the foundation, literally. And to add to that, Ali, is you have that with the Pentagon. That's the military power. What's the other power of America? The economic power. Well, what is the center of that? New York City, as we said. So both places are struck. But not only that, both buildings are symbols of each of the powers, the World Trade Center, economic. But when did New York begin? When, you know, when did this economic power begin? It began when Henry Hudson discovered it. When did that happen? New York City was born on September 11th, the same day the same day. So both powers were born long before we knew about 9-11. It was the birth of American power. And the warning that both were struck on the same day, the warning is that all of America's power come from God. But if it turns away from God, then those powers will be broken and will come crumbling down. Now, that's incredible. There was also a mystery ship that appeared that day and i was looking at pictures of that today well we'll be back in a few minutes to continue our conversation with rabbi jonathan khan don't go anywhere this is only the beginning it's getting much more interesting we will be back with rabbi jonathan khan in a few minutes you want the truth you can handle the truth the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back, uh, everyone, to The Conspiracy Show. Richard Serrett is in Greece. I am the host tonight, Ali Serretan, and we are here with Rabbi Jonathan Cohen discussing this ancient biblical mystery that's manifested in our time. The signs of judgment have appeared, it seems, over the most powerful nation on earth calling it back to its foundations. Um, so we're just talking about the um, the mystery ship that appeared on 9-11. I was watching, looking at pictures of this today. It looked like something out of a movie where you could see the dust of the buildings and this, you know, 400-year-old looking ship in the uh, on the water. What was that all about? Yeah, it goes back to the biblical mystery of, and by the way, let me say that with this, um, when I wrote the Harbinger, I didn't, you know, this this was after I didn't know all these, you know, these things. There is so much more, and the thing is that that the biblical mystery of the exposing of foundations. He says, you know, that which I built up, the Lord says, I will break down. You know, I, I said that which I planted, I will uproot. So it goes back to the foundation of these powers. So we saw with the Pentagon, 9-11, we saw with New York City being struck on 9-11, all the days of their birth of these powers of America. Well, when America was discovered, you know, it was Henry Hudson, and uh, it was on 9-11, and the, the boat sailed up the Hudson River. Well, 
on the day of 9-11, the attack, um, you know, people were rushing to the to the harbor, and it was all, there was mist and smoke all over the place. And through the mist comes this ancient ship. The, you know, they look, and it's the image, it's a recreation of of the half-moon the the ship of Henry Hudson of the birth of Amer- of of New York City and the birth of America's economic power coming up through the mist. So here is a symbol of the birth, the planting, and then it, yet it's coming through all the now the destruction, all these things. And so it's the it's the birth, it's the the planting and the uprooting. It's the of the power of America all come together, and that's what they saw. And a lot of people didn't had no idea what it was. You know, but people were just you know in that ship recreating Hudson's journey on that day, and all those things happened. And you know, uh, also Ali, the first structure at the bottom. And by the way, even where this was all born, it was not just New York City; it was the bottom of New York City. Well, that's where the World Trade Center was, and the first structure built to the beginning of of American economic power on New York, on New York was a trade center. It was a, a, a Dutch trade center at the bottom. So now a trade center is now brought to the ground. This represented America has risen so high, brought to the ground, and then you have this like ghost ship coming up the waters that represented that very day. Wow. Incredible. I mean, we see these patterns in the Bible, like the story of the Passover, you know, is a pattern that points to the first and second coming of the Messiah. Um, even, you know, when Jesus is asked to talk about the the end of the age, he says it'll be like the days of Noah and Lot. Even some people see the events of, uh, of Hanukkah, of Antiochus Epiphanes, foreshadowing the last three and a half years of history. So there are many patterns um, in the Hebrew scriptures that point to future history, uh, historical events. But this is amazing that that this is a pattern that points to the United States, not to Israel, but to another country um, that was also, you're saying, consecrated to God uh, um, on the very grounds uh, of what eventually became um, the World Trade Center. Um, We... We can we could get into that. We we're, we're we're getting ready for another break in a, in a second. But can you just um, point to, point us in that direction? The ground uh, was this the ground of con uh, where the yeah. country was consecrated to God and the foundation was yeah. laid bare. Yeah. And, and and Ali, it says you know it's interesting that you said that because you remember there's a scripture that says. These things were for our example, it says. These things, that Paul's writing, and he's particularly writing of the judgment of Israel. But the word example also can be taken as the, as, as a, a paradigm, you know, and, you know, a, literally a template. And so God did this because he speaks through this. And when he, and things come, you'd expect he would speak through his word, and he does. So, yeah, one of the, the mysteries is that when judgment came to ancient Israel, actually Judah, um, the judgment or the destruction returned to the very ground where the nation was dedicated to God, consecrated to God in prayer. And because it was a sign, you know, this was the Temple Mount where Solomon dedicated it, and it was a sign that God was saying, listen, you have a covenant, you broke it, now this is all broken, and God was calling them to return back. Well, does America have a consecration ground? Well, the amazing thing is that America was consecrated to God, and it happened on the the very first day of America as a as a uh, fully um, a fully constituted nation, and that happened on on George Washington's inauguration when the first time they had a president and a Congress, all those things. 
And so on the day, on that day, Washington gives a prophetic warning. I won't go into it. It's in the Harbinger. gives a prophetic warning of what will happen if we ever turn away from God. And, and 9-11 was that. But not only that, then he leads the government over to a, a little chapel, and they pray and dedicate America to God on its first day. And so where was that? We find that out. We have a mystery. Well, it was in the nation's capital, but the capital wasn't Washington, D.C. It wasn't Philadelphia. The first capital of America was New York City. And it wasn't just New York City. It was the, it was the, the southern district, the south of New York City, where Rao were not living. And it wasn't just that. America was dedicated to God on ground zero. Ground zero is the consecration ground of America. And so the ancient mystery, the destruction returns to the same ground. And on that day, when it, when it came to that ground, there was a shockwave that went forth from ground zero, and it struck the very foundation of the place where Washington gave the warning of what would ever happen if America turns away from God and cracked the foundation. So it all converges, and, the, and the, the, it's not only a sign that we've fallen from the foundation, but that God is saying, return. Wow, wow. The ground of concentration, the consecration, the towers uh, of commerce, uh, the, the beginning of the might of America, the economic mark, the military might, the gate of the United States, all of these things, incredible, incredible convergences. We will be back with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn in a minute. We're going to dig deeper. You're listening to The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ali Sieratan sitting in for Richard Serrett tonight. We have Rabbi Jonathan Kahn with us explaining this incredible, incredible prophetic word uh, really to the most powerful country in the world uh, at a um, crucial time in, in the history of the United States and also in, in the history of the world. I mean, the world has never been the way it is. Uh, Seven billion people uh, technologically so advanced, you know, uh, unlocking the atom, sending rocket ships to the moon and genetic science. Where is all this going? And Israel, uh, which has become a nation in our sight again and then fulfillment of many people believe biblical prophecy. And it's the middle of this world we live in that appears the warnings, um, the harbinger as of 9-11. Of um, and they continue. Is the shaking that's happening now in America, Rabbi Khan, part of the ancient mystery? And does the Harbinger too? Um, why is it happening? And where is it all heading? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the short answer is yes. And as as it, the mystery begins with the Harbinger, it again does not stop. And the things that have happened from the plague that has especially hit America and specific places is all part of this. It's, and this is why, um, Ali, before the year ever, before it all happened, I had this strong sense, this strong that I had to write this now because this year the shakings were coming. And there's a whole thing to this. I mean, in fact, the largest chapter in the Harbinger 2 is called The Plague because there is so much behind this that we can get into. And even the timing of it, the places of where it struck, what is happening, um, things. And, and, you know, if we have time, I think we will because um, I'll even share things that happened after I wrote The Harbinger 2 that have continued this mission. It's not even in the book because but the book, you know, uh, lays the ground for it. 
um, that have happened since then. But it's not only you know it it's the, there there are the things that happened then, and it has um, it it has then been since that day since nine eleven. Up to this day, it hasn't stopped. This is a window of time. And one of the things about in the biblical template is that that's what happens. After that first strike comes a window of time where the nation is given a chance to come back to God. And if it doesn't come back to God, then the shakings resume. And it ultimately leads to judgment or destruction. And that is where we are going. That, that, that if we do not turn back, and I'll, I will share, I know we have, we have more time coming up, I will share the, 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 the harbingers that have happened since then, and, you know, and exactly why this year, what, well, this past two years, what has had to happen with COVID, all these things are all part of the mystery. And then also, is there hope? You know, now and, you talk, know, is there hope? This for this? And if it is, what is it? And what do we need to know to prevail? Absolutely. We, we have another second hour to, to, to dig deeper into what has happened since you've written the book and also where's the hope of, of all of this. But tell me about the timing, because you just brought up the timing. What is this 19-year mystery? Okay. Um, one of the things about, you know, in, in the template of the Harbinger is that, with Har- actually, the Harbinger is starting with that, but I only, I actually allude to this in the original book. I had a, you know, you know Ali, I don't usually have a t- time to read my books because I don't have time. I write it. But I had to look back and I was like, whoa, as I blown away. But in, in the Harbinger, it's set up for this, and then I answer it in the Harbinger too. And that is the question is asked how long is it between that first strike in the template of the enemy and, the, and when the greater shakings come? And in and, and it actually begins to answer it in the Harbinger, but and it says that that you know with the ancient mystery when, when the ancient template happened with Jerusalem, the first strike came in 605 BC. That's when the Babylonians struck Israel or, or struck Jerusalem. They they made their incursion. That was the first strike. But it wasn't the it wasn't the, the greater shakings. The greater shakings came later. When did they come? They came in the year 586 BC. So if you take 605 and take 586 BC, it's, you know, and actually the Harbinger says it's about 20 years, but I was just, I was saying about, but it's 19 years. Exactly. And so, so that's, you have this 19 year mystery. It's, this is, it's a thing. The Bible speaks of the 19th year of King Nebuchadnezzar. This happened. The judgment, judgment is linked to this 19 thing. Well, here's the thing. When did the first strike happen with America? It happened on 9-11, but the year was 2001. So when would the 19th year be, and could it be a year when greater shakings begin? Well, if you take 2001, add 19, you get 2020, the very year that the greater shakings begin, the year when COVID comes, the year when the plague comes on our lives. I mean, it strikes the world, but particularly strikes America. The year when, when you know, fires rage in the cities of America. We have, ne- we have never come back since that. You know, I mean, from this, I mean, even now we so build back better. We are still being torn apart. But, and, and so the, the plague, so with the 19th year, and it happens like clockwork. And, you know, and I'm not just saying this now. For years, I was looking at the year 2020 since I wrote The Harbinger and saying, will this be a year when the shaking, greater shakings come? Exactly, it exactly was. And when Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, speaks of the 19th year, um, he speaks about what will happen. And one of the things he says is going to happen is a plague will come upon the land in the 19th year. 
Well, that means a plague will come upon America in the in 2020. Well, it did. And think about what's the name of this plague? The name, of course, is COVID, and then the number 19. I see. Very interesting. And speaking of this pattern of timing, um, you spoke about a judgment against the economic realm, since the might of America is also economic. Um, the, in the, in 2001, um, when the events occurred, and by the end of September, the really the stock market took a hit, and seven yeah. years later, in 2008, it took another hit, and then 2015, and and this this idea that yeah. there is a mystery of the Shemitah, which is the yeah. sabbatical year of the resting of the land, a, a biblical decree. Uh, can you tell us about that? Yeah, and the, and the mystery of the future be, really begins also in the Harbinger. Then I followed it because people were saying, okay, what, you know, it's, it's coming again. So I wrote the mystery of the Shvita as the second book. But it begins with the Harbinger. And that is, yeah, that is this biblical pattern of the seven-year mystery that every seven years, the economic realm would kind of come to a halt. Um, the financial realm would kind of be wiped clean. You, you know, the debts would be wiped out. All these things would be wiped out. Financial accounts wiped out. I mean, it was a blessing. It was to be a rest year. But later on, it becomes actually a judgment. The, the 70 years in captivity of Israel in Babylon were all based on the seventh year, the sabbatical years that they or the or it's called in Hebrew the Shemitah. So so it actually becomes a sign of judgment. And by the way, this is also used in Daniel nine. It's based on the Shemitah. That gives the timing of uh, exact timing when Messiah is going to come. And the last seven year period is the tribulation period, which is revelation the second coming. So it all goes back to this mystery. But the amazing thing is when nine eleven happened, as you said, it the, and it wasn't just that the financial realm was symbolically broken by the, the World Trade Center, but right after the stock market, when it reopened after 9-11, comes the greatest point crash in American history, not just in the Shemitah year. It was the year of the Shemitah, which means breaking down or, or falling down. You know, But also, it was the exact day when appointed every – it comes once every seven years on the exact day. It actually collapses, and you and the number seven is filled with it. You, it, it, it was left. It was seven seven percent that was that was wiped down. And you see seven all over the place on this thing, and then and seven and then when you go seven years later to the exact date, it's not just seven years to the next day of the Shemitah, not just a year, but the exact day when financial accounts are wiped out. You have the other greatest point crash in American history. It happens exactly seven biblical years to the day, to the hour. It actually happens to the hour. And how many points are wiped out? Seven, seven, seven. You know, and so you have that thing. And you know, now I want to say this, you because know, when I wrote the mystery speech, I said from the beginning, listen, you can't put God in a box. Nothing has to happen, but be ready either way. Be ready for something or not. Now it now it sometimes it happens more dramatically. Sometimes it happens less dramatically. But even in the next one, 2015 was another uh, series of events economically and trade and in bonds and all sorts of stuff um, that also was another thing that happened. Um, so now we are entering another year of the Shemitah. And then we have begun, the peak comes in, in um, next autumn, it comes in 2022, it has begun now, usually if, when something dramatic happens, it usually happens towards the end, but there's, listen, we don't, we're not going to put a God in the box, I never say God has to do something, but be aware of it. If you want to know about that, that's the book called The Mystery of the Shemitah. Yes, very, very interesting that, so in 2022, we'll have another seven-year cycle, 
And so we'll watch for this. We'll see if after the shakings that have increased since the plague uh, that happened on the 19th year, let's see if it is followed up by another sign of judgment uh, in the economic realm next year, which would confirm uh, uh, this pattern of thinking that you're presenting to us. Um, Inflation is going going out of control. Everyone is saying that it's going to come back down. But if it doesn't, then then the um, uh, powers that be, the Federal Reserve, uh, will have to tighten prematurely, and that could definitely cause a massive, massive crash. So that's that's something that you know we'll be looking at. Now we will um, we're getting ready to to take a break in thirty seconds, and I don't want to start something we can't finish. I just want to just say this is incredible the convergence of so many points that come from ground zero and the events that began in 2001 and continue to plague America to this day. I see your point. Fascinating, fascinating. Don't go anywhere. Second hour, we're digging deeper with all kinds of new information with Rabbi Jonathan Kahn.